Hello and welcome to another episode of Six Financial Success. I'm Dr. Steve Day and today is my pleasure to be joined by Colleen Chelsea. She is a true visionary for women in business and also for those who support women in business. She founded Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast almost 20 years ago and it, as a non-profit uh, supportive and collaborative community for women and business leaders and now through a passion and vision over the years has now been promoted or acquired the position of CEO at Leadership Global, where she integrates self-directed learning, impactful growth experience, group experiences, and expert-led coaching and mentoring to accelerate the success of inspiring leaders worldwide. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Wow. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Colleen. So thank you very much for coming along today. Thank you so much, Dr. Steve. I absolutely appreciate being here and I love what you do. I am a reader of your newsletters. Of course, I'm sure you know that, but not that you know every specific reader, but I love the content that you provide and what you do out there for business leaders is amazing. Thank you for this opportunity to be here. Oh, cool. Well, thank you very much for saying so. Um, brilliant. Well, I'm going to kick off because obviously you are all about women in business and a lot of business is done by people that aren't women. There's a lot of men in business as well. And so I'm really interested in to know um, without obviously without hopefully being an obvious question, but why have you chosen to focus on supporting women in business and what makes women's struggles and challenges different from men, men's if it is at all? Oh my goodness. You're just starting out with such a huge question. Wow. <laughs> we could spend the entire time just on this one question. And I'll actually reveal something. I've never told anybody this publicly before. So just a couple years ago, I actually realized why I'm so passionate to help support women in business. I thought it was the traditional story of how I became a woman in business and what I went through as a woman in business. But what I realized two years ago was that it actually goes back to my actual birth story. I was adopted. And so I was uh, in the womb of a woman who chose not to keep me. And she gave me up for adoption. And I did have the, the wonderful opportunity of being adopted by an amazing, amazing supportive family. My upbringing was phenomenal. I had the chance to meet my birth mother at some point later on in my life. But what really resonated to me was the opportunities that didn't exist for her when she had me in her womb are still things that we're still needing and using and wanting more support as as women in just in our culture, just as humans. And so I think that's really significant for me that my passion for supporting women in business actually really goes way back to pre pre-birth when I was in the womb. Um, and I really believe it's my life's purpose to really support women, to really change the dynamics of why women haven't been as successful in business as I believe they could be. And so I love that you're starting out with like the deepest and hardest question, 
because this is just the perfect foundation for this great conversation we're about to have. Yeah, no, that's, I think it's always fascinating when you hear people's the origin story, if you like, and why you do what you do. And I think was was very interesting was you saying that you've been doing this for a long time, but only recently did you actually realize why you truly did it and found that sort of root of your passion. And that's a similar story to me. I don't want to go into it in much detail, but I just think it really resonated with me because I do what I do with systems and helping other business owners to become systemized, to free their time to my values. One of the highest values is freedom, freedom of uh, time and freedom place and, and financial freedom as well. Um, and that's all good. And I also thought the reason I did, I did was because I'd failed in business before and therefore I didn't want other people to fail. But actually I recently found out I have ADHD and a few years ago I found out I have uh, dyslexia. And so the roots of my need for systems to be functional and successful in business started out when I was born in my genetics. But only mm -hmm. recently has that actually come to the forefront to realize, oh yeah, that's why I've found all these coping mechanisms that happen to work for other people as well. So I'm really interested to hear that. So I don't want to, don't want to get into me, just, just wanted to, to share that with you and obviously with other people as well, because that's quite interesting. Okay, cool. So um, I get totally then why you do what you do. And that's fascinating. Uh, and 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 what interests me though is um, that I, I am married to a successful um, career woman in business. So she is, she works from the big four banks. Uh, she's, she, she's an auditor and she's doing very well in her business. And I understand like the, the, from cultural, from um, about equality, about the challenges that women generally have when they're in a career, talk about like, the glass ceilings and all these things. And, and that's all, you know, we all, hopefully we all know that now, or many people know that now. And living in a country like Sweden, I see a difference to living from when I lived in Britain. And I've also lived in Australia for a year. So I've seen different cultures have similar but different levels of these challenges. And I think what's interesting for me is some of my most successful clients. And when I say successful, I don't just mean the ones that I've helped a lot, but in this, their own lives have been women. Often, no, in, the, in all cases, I'm thinking with families. They've got kids. They've, you know, Rachel Coates, example, I've interviewed on the podcast um, uh, a little while ago. She's a career surgeon doing robotics, uh, remote robotics, VR stuff, like top, like frontline stuff. She also runs uh, a nanny business, a property empire, um, and she's got kids and she nails it all, you know, and, and like, it's just fantastic to see that. So I've seen like some women of us are doing mass successful. So I'm going to go back to my question now. So the question really is, is why are women in business when you haven't got this culture around of, you know, promotions and pay rises and all this stuff, which you see in the career path, why does that still have a, what, what is the impact? If you see where I'm going with this, why is that still relevant? Why does it need to be women and men? And can't we just say business people? Over to you. Absolutely. No, I think you're absolutely right. And to go back to your story about you figuring out why you actually are passionate about what you do is exactly this conversation that we're having. There was something different about the way your brain is wired. Not knowing you were different, you your, your brain accommodated and figured out different ways to do the things that you needed to do. Same thing as women in business. If women in business are 
struggle. If they're strong and they're determined, they don't stop. Their their worlds accommodate and figure out how to actually make it happen. Now, it might not be the exact same way. It might not be point A to point B, the exact same way somebody else does it, but they figure out a different way to do it. And I think that's what makes women really successful is when they're determined, but they don't keep it within themselves. They actually let other people know where their struggles are. To me, that's where the best growth comes from is learning why somebody does something different and then learning how they're able to actually adapt and do it in a different way, but still accomplish the same result. I went back during COVID. I was pretty surprised during COVID. Of course, there was lots of time. I had plenty of opportunity to do things. So I called every one of our members of the organization I was with prior to Leadership Global and had conversations with every member about where they were in business. What had the organization done to support them? What were we missing? Where were they still wanting to go? And of course, everybody was stuck. It was COVID. Everything was really stagnant at that point. So I had the opportunity to have great conversations with women about really deep topics, not the more surface topics, but the deeper, really psychological reasons why women struggle in business. And I was surprised it actually came out to four different reasons. Every conversation I had centered around one of the reasons or the woman would express frustration in all four of these different areas. And the first one I identified, I called it the power pillar, because to me, it was the, the biggest, biggest frustration or the biggest area that women are being held back. And if this was an area that we could work on, then it would help, it would help tackle the other pillars. And that power pillar talks about the fact that women struggle in business because we don't understand how to quantify our worth. Now, for me, I think that's women because I see it with women all the time. I did it myself. When I was a financial advisor, I was a financial advisor for 25 years. I was the first one in the office. I was the last one to leave every single day. I would outwork all of my male counterparts. I ended up having a very successful financial career, but I did it because I worked 80, 60, 80 hours a week. I outworked everybody um, in that industry. And because of that, I became addicted to the activity of work, not the product of what that work delivered. And that's exactly what the power pillar talks about. Not understanding how to quantify your worth can just hold you back so much from a mental standpoint. And I see it with women in areas of lack of confidence, imposter syndrome. I see it with struggles with negotiation. Of course, um, mindset issues come in there, but I don't believe that's only women. I think that is a lot of us as humans. We struggle with understanding where our true worth is. And even though your, your wife is in a career, I believe it's in the corporate world just as much as it is in the non-corporate world as well. Yeah, uh, I, I can only speak secondhand information from from through my wife but yeah totally i see that totally through her and conversations that we had yeah 100 percent. where do you feel that women get stuck in business in a lot of areas like i mentioned mindset is a big one yeah. um mindset's definitely big some other areas that came up in those conversations that we had were a lot of women look at they they see false examples of success and feel like those are real examples of success. So I see it a lot in social media. Of course, I call it social media peer pressure. 
Um, there's lots of women out there that won't post on social media without a full, uh, full makeup, without using filters, without taking, you know, a hundred shots before the one that they're going to post and heaven forbid video. I know you're a huge fan of video, but getting women to be on video is really, really difficult because they put so much into that outer perspective of what expectation looks like as a woman in business and as a successful woman in business. And I believe that holds women back so much. Yeah, totally. I, I can think I can think of a couple of examples of clients I've worked with. Um, and uh, one person in particular, it probably took her two years um, of doing YouTube before she would actually appear on her own YouTube channel um in in the flesh so to speak so yeah i can i i've definitely experienced or seen that um mm -hmm. and do you think that so I, this sort of um uh what's the word i'm looking for this challenge that people have about it's not i, I see it's not just women i know you say it's not just you're not trying to say it is just not just women but i think it, it does appear to be there is more so and this has gone from decades and decades ago or probably probably as far as any sort of marketing or media has ever seen ever happened this this perception we have of what normal is is completely warped as soon as it gets into the world of public domain so whether that is some lingerie advert and it's like there's the normal woman you know or whatever it is you know, and then now social media, exactly like you said, it's, it's all curated, 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 very not real stuff. Um, and I'm quite the opposite. I just stick myself on there and this is how I am. <laughs> I have a shave sometimes before I go on camera, you know, <laughs> that's about as much as I don myself up. And, um, but, you know, that, that to get to this stage of confidence in that and being comfortable with totally who I am, it, that wasn't the beginning. I did exactly a lot of the things that you just described then right at the start, it's like I wanted every post to be meaningful or perfect. I don't want to look like an idiot. You know, I didn't, whatever. And then so I'd, I'd, I'd hold back from pushing myself to do stuff and get myself out there because of this image thing. Um, whereas now I've done it so many times that, you know, it's just like you take, take it or leave it. You like them or you don't. Um, but people are right. going to get there. So do you think that, like, do you think that is something that is more prevalent in the women you've seen compared to the men you know in business? Um, and, and, is that simply because of all of these these cultural norms that, if we like, from from the years of uh, this um, image about what women should look like or what the, how they should sound like, and these all these things that we have seen in the media so much over the years, is that where all this stems from? And if so, is there something we can do about it? Is it changing, getting better, or worse? What are your opinions on it? Absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. I think it definitely stems from a lot of the cultural cultural areas where where there are obstacles and uh, frustrations or, or lack of self-confidence. I absolutely believe that. I believe that it starts in the young years. Um, I believe that that uh, the younger girls are taught how important beauty is, the harder it is for confidence to thrive. I mean, there's been tons of studies about children and what they want to be when they grow up. And when they're very, very young, it's very similar between boys and girls. The older those ages get, the more girls tend to choose occupations that aren't quite as as high up as as boys. And that that starts to get further the older they get throughout school. At least this is in the United States. I'm not sure about globally, 
but at least in the United States, that's what the research has shown. And unfortunately, with social media, I believe it's even gotten worse. Um, we're seeing in the United States schools that are banning social media up to a certain age because of that that pressure of the physical attributes. Um, and video can be so freeing to help understand personality, but it can be so limiting if you're somebody that's not confident in how you look in, in what you portray on the outside. And you can see in my background, there's a, a picture of a tiara up there. And that's an example of exactly that. That was a, um, a fun art project we did back in 2013. It was the first time I had done a conference. And so in order to promote the conference, we had to do a lot of promotion. And we got called for a radio interview. I had never been on the radio before. And I was really, really nervous. I can do scripted presentations, but radio is live. And so I was really nervous. My husband happened to work at, at the same radio station. And he said, you know what? What do you do that makes you really confident? Well, he knows I have a tiara at home and I throw it on every once in a while to clean the house. Just makes me, you know, feel <laughs> a little a little better about cleaning the house. He said, why don't you grab your tiara, wear it on the show? And I laughed and I said, you're right. I should I should do that. So I did. I put it on on my head. He actually drove me to the radio station. I texted my friend who had just seen on Facebook with a tear the week before because it was her birthday. And she happened to be on the show with me that day. And I said, bring your tiara. She did. She brought hers. Both of us had an amazing radio interview. It went flawless. I wasn't nervous. Of course, I was excited, anticipation, butterflies, but none of the, the lack of confidence nerves were there. And I had almost forgotten that we were both wearing tiaras. We didn't say anything about this during the radio broadcast. We just told them, don't mention that we're wearing tiaras. We had a great presentation. And then she and I both wore our tiaras the rest of the day. It happened to be a Friday. And then we started doing something we called Tiara Fridays because we realized how much when you put on something like a little plastic tiara on your head, how much it changes your whole outlook. When you do something to build your internal confidence, it is tremendous in not only just as humans, but even in the business world as well. Yeah, fantastic. It's, it's actually interesting because this sort of leads uh, um, seamlessly into the question I was going to ask you next anyway, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway because hopefully there's some more insights you can give. And this was um, one of the key activities and behaviors that the most successful women that you've worked with or you, you know through the communities what do they do that other people can emulate um, in order to benefit from? Oh, I love that question. That's such a great question. And I have a ton of traits of successful women, for sure. I find the best, the most successful women are the women that don't do what I did when I was in the financial world. So it's not about just outworking everybody. It's not about just putting in more hours or doing more things or signing up for more memberships or communities or attend more meetings. It's really about being passionate and being intentional. We only have so much time. You're an expert in time management. So you totally understand this. It's about taking that time and really utilizing it in the places that are going to benefit you the most. So the most successful women I've seen understand where they're going. They understand their goals and their direction and what it's going to take to get there. And they proactively spend time 
making sure that they're focused on those goals, focused on the things that fulfill them before filling everybody else's cup as well. Women's are great at filling others' cups. And then a lot of times they wait till the end and then there's nothing left for themselves. And that's exactly where burnout leads. That's exactly where we get frustration. That's exactly where success isn't achieved. So making sure that women understand where they're going and they dedicate time to get there. Also, I think successful women are the women that can collaborate. I think that's one of the areas that women are holding themselves back is that women don't quite understand how to be competitive without being combative. I think women are great at being collaborative and that's a different skill than competition. And collaboration, I think, is having the value of a true partnership and intentional collaborations, I think, is exactly how women can support each other. It's really lonely in leadership for women. So why don't bring more women together? And it lessens that loneliness factor as well. Also, successful women are not afraid to take risks. They're willing to try something that's new and they're willing to ask for help. They're also willing to accept help. And that's one area, one of my goals in 2024 is, is accepting the help that's offered to me. That's an area that I have struggled in for years and years and years. And really successful women, they're great at accepting that help and being able to, to not have something hold them back, to be able to vocalize where they're, where they're struggling and then accept the help that is available for them. Because that's exactly how we all become successful and supporting each other, understanding they can't do it all and they can't do it all alone is really, really important. Yeah, fantastic. I think I do think and um, that so much of what you say, if not all of it, maybe to different degrees in different areas, but as a man in a man in business, then I rec- totally um, uh, relate to what you're saying about loneliness, about not accepting help, about challenges in collaboration competitiveness and uh, and maybe that's you know the type of personality I have and and that'd be different to other men in business or whatever but I can really relate to so many of those things and so I think that as, as business people in general um we we probably have more shared uh challenges than we like to admit to sometimes and I think that um but but also I I don't want to take away or or try and say oh it's all the same it's equal and what are we talking about here because I know it's not like coming from a as I said before living in different cultures um, and even, even in Sweden which is probably one of the best examples of an attempt to be um, equal in terms of opportunities within the within society um, is there's still a um, the historical uh, rollover if you like of of it wasn't always like this. This is a new thing. And there's still a culture in the generations that sort of are my parents' generation now, who's at the retirement age or just beyond now. Um, there's still that generation very much the man and woman divide. Um, but now in this younger generations coming through, hopefully that's going to dissipate even more because the, one of the biggest differences um, here is that men and women get equal rights to child, uh, to, to parental leave, but not, it, not just the opportunity to take it, which is what you get in the UK, but also you get paid to take it equally. And so therefore it is up to the family to decide 
who is the person that should take the most time off. And most of my friends living in this local area where we live in, we, we live in an area, sort of a fairly affluent, like middle-class affluent area. And um, there's quite a few business owners and there's also quite a few uh, career, uh, very successful career people. And of my good friends, maybe there's six, I think say four of them, it's the woman in the relationship who is the big earner, who has got the career, who when it came to the childcare, they've taken the back seat and let the father take the bigger role after, obviously there's, there's a period when they were off with the kids, whatever it was, uh, a year, mm-hmm. nine months, whatever. But after that, and it's just, so I think this is a, a, a great country to to watch and to learn more about and to see how the way that, that society, some small, I say small, huge changes in culture, but actually quite small in terms of the actual things like like giving equal opportunity to, to childcare and stuff, stuff like that can really have a huge impact. And I just wonder what what else will come through if you if you if you interview people from Sweden, young women from Sweden, would their answers be different from other places like America, where it's almost like the other end of the the scale in the Western world? Um, that I think you probably get quite different answers to to, to some of these challenges that you 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 face every day with the women that you work with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would agree. Just the childcare issue. I mean, the statistics and the research I did from the effects of COVID were devastating for women in business. And more small businesses are owned by women. And so more small businesses closed during COVID. That means more women-owned businesses closed during COVID. And if you were a, a woman that had children during COVID, it was even tougher. If you were a single woman with children during COVID and a business, it was nearly impossible, specifically because of the childcare issues. I mean, just that one piece puts so much complexity complexity into the business world. The opportunities you have in Sweden are absolutely those could change the dynamics for women in business. Just that one little, I know knew you mentioned it's little, but it's not little. It's little and it's big. Yeah. That one little, that one tweak could be that almost that, that, like I said, that power pillar that could knock everything else down. That could really change the dynamics. I believe you're absolutely right. That makes a huge difference. And that could make amazing differences in the United States. Yeah, I think I think it's just it's the one thing that I noticed in the UK coming from that here. UK similar to, to the states um, has made some pro- progress recently, but n- nowhere near to what Sweden's got to. And I think that that for me um, is one of the reasons I like living here is because it, it, it is on a path to try to make things truly equal and to 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 truly value the the, the difference in in gender. We're not all the same, and mm-hmm. but also that that uh, in itself is is the reason why we should have a more equal balance and not just in a particular company but across the workforce because we 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 will we as because we are different we will come with different approaches to solve big problems and so whether that's um you know, individuals setting up their own companies to solve problems like you know you or i whatever or actually a bigger corporation f- f- filling out a board they're both the same same um, result is that if you have a better balance of different opinions and different types of approaches to to get to a solution, you're going to hopefully come up with better solutions. Um, mm-hmm. So how that yeah, there's, there's so much stuff I could go into 
regarding uh, why I think it's crazy that other countries don't adopt a similar similar uh, uh, method. But there you go. Um, I'm not right. a politician. I never will be. Um, <laughs> okay, like I fantastic. said at the beginning, we could talk for hours on this. These these questions are all really deep. Every one of them, we could really go into hours of of conversation about because it is really deep topic and really impactful topics for everybody. As you mentioned, equality is important, not just for you know the fact of equality, but if we're happier as humans, we're more productive. Yeah. We're less stressed. I mean, the world is just a better place if we're all feeling more valued and feeling more supportive and feeling like we're living our true potential. Totally. And, and, and just this really reminded me of something you said a little bit earlier, which was that I mean, you mentioned from the perspective of women, but I think we all can learn from it, is that you have to look out for number one first. As selfish as that may seem, but if you aren't happy as an individual, you're never going to be a good partner, a good parent, a good business partner, whatever, a good boss. You know, you have to be happy. And I know if I look at my my own personal uh, uh, career as a boss, so as a business owner, like my attitude towards my staff, I think is directly proportional towards my feeling of um uh, success is probably the wrong word but more um that how satisfied i am with how i and the company are performing um which is obviously a a measure of success i guess um mm -hmm. and when when things are going well and also same works for my family when things are going well i'm a such a better person to work for when things are going well in my business and my you know for example if i exercise a lot i feel my business is going well i'm a better parent i'm a better husband and so mm. we need to be massively aware of that and there's the, you know the, the you can have that wheel of looking at the different aspects of your life and balancing out and i sort of thought it was a bit you know I'm, I'm not fluffy that's the wrong word but i sort of <clears throat> didn't really get how important that was and how that balance is absolutely essential to success and and if you're a woman in business i think this is uh, true to say and um, that that if you've got kids then you're always going to be pulled so hard towards something outside of your business. And the guilt factor, like, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot is the massive regret and guilt I feel for the time I almost neglected my family and my responsibilities when I was trying to get this business off the ground. And there's lots of things happened at the time, whatever. But, but as a woman, I think that must be amplified. Because, mm -hmm. you know, just genetically you are engineered to be the immediate carer for your child. I'm not talking about cultural. I'm not talking about the difference between men and women as parents and, and providers and all the rest. I'm just talking about genetics. Like that has got to play a huge factor. And so when you bring totally. kids into the equation, especially if you're a young business, um, a young woman in business, and then you have a kid. I mean, that must be incredibly difficult as well to get that mm -hmm. balance in your head. Absolutely. And it's so maybe ironic is not the right word, but it goes right back to my origin story about my birth mother not having options, not knowing that she could have tapped into people that could have helped her, could have supported her, could have, you know, just it created a whole different scenario. And it absolutely comes down to that innate, the innate makeup of women. We are different than men. In business, we're different, but as humans, we're different as well. And making sure that we're respected, we're acknowledged, we're supported, 
in ways that support women different than ways that support men and men should be equally supported and and helped and um you know rallied around as well i think us as humans it's just it is such a tough thing anyone in business to leave a child at home to then go spend time in another area um it's difficult for i believe anyone uh, to do that. Um, I don't have, I never had natural children. I have a fur child. Um, and I feel guilt leaving my fur child when I have to leave the house and travel or do something that I'm not able to, to take, uh, to take my dog with me. So it's, it's that emotional pull that pulls into business as well, that I really believe that community and us as a culture and as a, as a collective, we can help support each other. And we don't have to go it alone. Uh, we don't have to try to do things without support of others. I think community is absolutely what helps us all be better, is to share our experiences, to learn, to grow, to give back, and to really live our true potential. Yeah, fantastic. And you talk about, about community there. I know that's one of a big aspect of leadership global but just before we close do you want to just explain a bit a little bit more about what you do well what leadership global does how you as an organization support women and you know obviously if people want to find out more learn more about you or the organization how would they get in touch with you yeah absolutely thank you for that opportunity so leadership global i believe that leadership global is a beacon for strong very successful women who are breaking through either personally or professionally. And much as you've done, Steve, when you break through, sometimes it goes great and, and you don't need any support. You don't need any, any uh, tools or techniques. You're just, you've got it. You can, you know, things go great. But sometimes when we're breaking through, we need supportive community. And that's exactly what Leadership Global does is we bring together a powerful network of supporters, colleagues, peers, uh, mostly a lot of corporate, but a lot of solopreneurs as well as coaches and speakers and individual businesses um, that come together to really find collaborators. They really help support each other through growing business, whether it's through referrals, pushing each other to go a little bit further, providing opportunities for learning, education, um, being learning how to speak in public or getting more visibility, more promotion, and then Together, by doing that, we help each other really go further. We help each other have more leverage, have more freedom in our careers, as well as more support and more and more balance in our work and our home lives as well. Fantastic. Well, Colleen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Before you disappear, I've got a couple of questions um, that I like to ask you. I like to ask everybody who comes on the show. And um I you may or may not have prepped for these, but I'll, if you don't have answers to them, I can't think of anything. Just say so, and we'll move on. Um, so, this uh, one of my passions is is technology and apps and and gadgets and and the like. And I always find it fascinating to find out what other business owners really value in terms of apps, plugins, things you use in your business that really help you with productivity or or how, whatever you find useful. So, give us two, three of your favorite apps or browser plugins or software tools? Oh, I love this question. So I'm not going to answer the traditional because I use a ton of apps. I use a lot of technology. I absolutely love to, uh, to 
help make my my world more efficient and and of course more um, just execute in a better way. So I'll talk about a couple of non-traditional ones, I guess. One of them that I use is Harmony. Harmony is an app for uh, meditation and for hypnosis. So I use Harmony almost on a daily basis and it's auditory hypnosis. And it's just training your brain on how to be more receptive to the thoughts and the, the areas that you wanna focus and let go of the thoughts and those things that get stuck in our brain that we we don't want to let them stay there. So I absolutely love Harmony and I use Harmony almost on a daily basis. Uh, the other app that I really love is called Curable. And Curable really helped me when I was in a car accident and I didn't, I was struggling with the physical, uh, coming back from a physical standpoint, having to go through lots of physical therapy. I had to, a lot of chiropractic. I had to document how I felt on a daily basis. And that felt so demeaning to me to have to give myself a pain score and and write words about how my pain was feeling, like stabbing me in the neck or, you know, excruciating headaches. These the words just kept sticking in my head. And Curable was really helpful because it's an app that can help you. It's designed for chronic pain. So there's education, there's lots of, of little exercises that you can do. So whenever I was stuck mentally, I would open up that app and I would go through one of the exercises. I still use it now from time to time, even though I don't have that chronic pain anymore. And it did help me overcome that chronic pain. But now I utilize it more to help me just stay focused and stay balanced in my world. So there's two kind of non-traditional ones, maybe Harmony and Curable. Fantastic. Yeah, you know, I love it. Uh, I like it when people come up with completely, you know, things I don't expect them to. So they're yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, okay, second question is, who else do you think would be a fantastic guest on this podcast? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I could name 100, maybe 300 maybe more than that, a lot of women that I think could be a great guest, of course. That's one area where women really struggle. It's hard for women to celebrate themselves. It's hard sometimes for women to get out there and promote themselves, just as we talked about, even being on video is is difficult for women. So I'm a huge advocate of pushing women. I, I tell them sometimes I push them almost off the cliff uh, and then they're gonna they're gonna fly. So of course, there's tons of women that I could, suggest um for you as future interviews definitely okay fine yeah i'll, I'll let you ponder and then uh, yeah if you feel anyone would be a good fit then uh, you can let me know fantastic so title of this podcast is systemize your success but what does success mean to you oh great question oh i love this one so for me success is uh competent let me get that right. Competent competence. So what that really means is that you can be incompetent or you can be competent, meaning kind of unaware or aware. You can also be incompetent, meaning you don't have the skills, or you can be competent, meaning you have the skills. So, and I, I misstated it first, conscious competence. Conscious competence is what I was trying to say. So for me, that's success. Knowing that you at knowing the skills is one thing, but being conscious that you know the skills is a completely different thing. And for me, that's success. Conscious, competent. Fantastic. 
Cool. Well, Colleen, thank you so much indeed for today. I, I really, really enjoyed this. I was looking forward to um, speaking. It's been a couple of a few weeks with Christmas and all the likes actually getting this underway. So thank you very much indeed. I appreciate your time. Um, it's been uh, very insightful and I'm sure this is going to be a very popular episode. So thank you again. Thank you so much for everything you do. I just absolutely love what you do for business leaders out there, men and women. And thank you for this opportunity. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.